saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Robert, if you don't see the pale face, mine will be redder. Is that all right, Paramount Hope? <laughs> and now, Bob Hope's one's eye view of the news. Washington, D.C. figures released this week by the Bureau of Census revealed that the nation's population has climbed to over 147 million. And this year, Crosby didn't even help. It's so crowded here in Los Angeles now, Mayor Barron has just issued a decree ordering all dogs to walk on their hind legs. <laughs> and with all this new population, the housing situation has become so critical, thousands of people have to live in crowded trailers. A trailer that you can't use the kitchen yet, Mabel, I'm taking a shower in the oven. <laughs> and those trailers really are small. One woman woke up in the morning and found her husband missing, but she got a wire that said, I didn't desert you, honey. I turned over to my sleep last night, and I'm now on a Greyhound bus bound for Pittsburgh. <laughs> Washington, D.C. Tighter laws for trapping and punishing spies will be a prime project of the new Congress, Attorney General Clark said today. Yes, sir, those spies have caused quite a shake-up in the Capitol. In Washington now, nobody orders pumpkin pie. They just say, bring me some microfilm a la mode. <laughs> a hen on Whitaker Chambers' farm ate the blueprints for a jet-propelled engine and has had quite an effect on her. Now when she's about to lay an egg, she yells, I'm ready, get the catcher's mitt. And all this spy investigation over here has had an effect on the Russian hit parade. Their three latest songs now are You Call Everybody Comrade, Buttons and Borscht, and I'll Be With You in Pumpkin Cutting Time. <laughs> New York, New York. Dr. Skyler Jacobs, consulting psychiatrist at one of the nation's leading universities, said in a statement here today that it has been proven that women select their mates by such characteristics as the shape or size of their noses. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no, but noses do really have significance according to the psychiatrist. A straight nose means intelligence, a wide nose, a nice disposition, and a flat nose turned to the side means a nose flat. How did I know it was gorgeous George? <laughs> you know, a lot of girls want to get acquainted with a fellow so much they advertise in the paper. I answered one girl's ad and even sent her a picture of myself and signed it, I'm ready. She sent it back and said, you sure are. Have you tried the snake tip? <laughs> Sun Valley, Idaho. Celebrities flock to this winter playground as the skiing, bobsledding, and ice skating season officially opens. I went up for the opening myself all dressed up in my winter sport clothes. I came running out into the snow wearing two pairs of sunglasses, knee pants, open-toed snowshoes, and a purple beret. 
A penguin took a look at me and said, I'd better lay off those Mexican cigarettes and go back to cool. <laughs> John L. Lewis. John L. Lewis has taken up ice skating this year, too, but even though he's a beginner, he's not wearing a pillow. He's just combing his eyebrows around to the rear. <laughs> And Sidney Greenstreet was up there. He sat it on the ski slide in a white suit, and three reporters wired their papers that Mount Wilson was leaving for Florida. <laughs> I went skiing once. I sat down my skis like the instructor said. I crossed at the top of the hill like the instructor said. I went speeding down with my legs spread apart like the instructor said. Why didn't he say something about that tree in the middle? <laughs> but I'm still crazy about the sport, though. In fact, I went skiing right here in Hollywood this afternoon. I slapped the lever brother on each foot and slid down a cake of swan. Stop! Stop, I say! What happened? Egad, that I should live to face this horrible moment. That I should hear the sweet, pure, fragrant word. Swan. <laughs> Spoken through the flabby lips of a comedian. <laughs> Must be Oscar time, huh? <laughs> Heavens to Betsy, boy. Bubble Brain, have you been snapping your shower cap again? What's happening? <laughs> Don't try to jest your way out of this. You, sir, have broken a trust. Mm-hmm. You have violated Section 5, Article 7 of the Lever Brothers Code. Tell me more. You said the word swan. <laughs> and you weren't standing at attention. <laughs> I was at attention. My pants were at ease. That's all. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hi, listen. Couldn't resist it. I drew it in. Hi. <laughs> I want you to know that I've used swan in the bath so often I can't stand at attention. I have such a soft white spine, I just dangle from the shoulder. <laughs> Look, you dehydrated Don Wilson. I was just trying to help you sell the stuff. Yeah, but Bob, I need no help in selling swan. It's the newer, better white floating soap made by a modern patented process no other soap can use. A process that makes swan as mild as finest castile. Swan's rich, creamy suds rinse away so completely it never leaves you with that thought. Soapy feeling. Oh, and that hot, soapy feel is awful. I washed with another soap once, and my skin was so stiff they had to give me a rub down with hot blubber before I could tie my shoe. Honest. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's just another reason to use Swan. And how the housewives go for it, because Swan is the perfect white floating soap. Just right for every soap and water job in the house. Break a cake of Swan in two. Use half in the kitchen, half in the bath. You'll find mild, pure Swan, the best soap afloat. Well, I Swan. Here's Doris Day singing one of her favorite double jobs she usually does with Buddy Clark at certain parties. Tonight she's a little handicapped. You know that little so-and-so on what to call it, street? Right next door to, I forget his name. Well, since we met, I don't know if I'm on my head or feet. But anyway, I love him just the same. Has he got naughty eyes? Yes, I have got naughty eyes. That's certain, that's certain party. You know the one I mean. Sure, I know the one you mean. That's certain party. But not a smarty. Mm-hmm. Has he got everything? Yes, I've got most everything. That's it, party of mine. I met her on a Saturday, or was it Friday night? Maybe it was Thursday. 
Now let me see. Oh, I know it was on Sunday and the sun was shining bright. Has she got you know what? Yes, I have got you. That certain, that certain party. Has she got, I forgot. Yes, I have got, you forgot. That certain party of mine. You know what? what? I forgot. What? This and that, quite a lot. Yes, I have got a love. A certain party of mine. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's try it again and I'll take the boys' part if you don't mind. A certain party of mine. Doris, <laughs> You sang that number beautifully, and you were—you know—you were great the other night at Les Brown's party. Wasn't it clever of Les to give the party, uh, the party, uh, give a party to celebrate the lifting of the recording band? Oh yeah, it was swell, and that was such. Oh, you know, Bob, that was such an unusual game the musicians were playing. Thin Phil Harris. Well, he wouldn't let go of the bottle, you know. Oh, but it really was a wonderful party, wasn't it? And Bob, isn't Les a terrific host? Did you see the turkey he had? Yeah, I never did find out what her name was. Where did you find that, Bruce? The minute she came to the room, I said to myself, that's either an ugly woman or a good-looking man. Oh, Bob, you certainly were popular at the party. The way all those girls flocked around you and brought you drinks and fought over who danced with you. Oh, joy. Just imagine what a thrill it was for just plain, ordinary me to be going out with great, big, wonderful, handsome you. You really mean it? Yes. I have so much more than Gregory. Why should I fight it? <laughs> I... Huh? What do you resent, Gregory? <laughs> That's where you're supposed to get the applause there. <laughs> All right, I finally caught you in the act, Hope. Go ahead, I dare you. Read that line again. Well, Gregory Peck. No, not that one. Oh. <laughs> oh, you mean Swan is the best soap afloat? Now, look, Weasel, I'm talking about that line. I have so much more than Gregory. Why should I fight it? Well, you have. I think you're much better looking than me. <laughs> I'm Gregory. Yeah, but you're Gregory Peck. I'm talking about Gregory Rathoff. <laughs> oh, listen to me. Since you've been kicking my name around on your program, I've been getting smaller and smaller parts and pictures. And the part the studio gave me today was the last straw. Well, what part did they give you? Well, let me put it this way. I'm liable to get a nasty wound if Roy Rogers is wearing spurs. <laughs> Gee, I'm sorry, Greg. Well, that's not all. People shun me. I have to sneak around corners and walk through dark alleys. I'm like a freak. You sound more like a Republican in Washington. <laughs> but, Greg, let bygones be bygones. After all, this is quite an occasion having you on our show. Yeah, I've been waiting for months to see this guy who claims to have so much more than me. Well, what do you think? Were you sick long? Yeah. 
You've got a lot of nerve saying you've got so much more than I have. Name one thing besides your stomach, that is. Well, <laughs> my stomach? Last time I saw a stomach like yours, there was a farmer sitting on a stool next to it with a bucket. <laughs> Well, it's just baby fat. <laughs> now, listen, Bob, either you stop using my name in your program, or all you'll want for Christmas is your two front teeth. <laughs> Look, buttons and bow legs. <laughs> you should be honored that I use your name on the show every week. Now, don't give me that honored stuff. As far as this show is concerned, it's goodbye, Gregory. But, Greg, it's good publicity for you. Goodbye, Gregory. A lot of people hear this show. It'll help your career. Goodbye, Gregory. If you let us use your name, I'll see that you get $100 every week. Hello, Mort. <laughs> oh, I knew, I knew you'd see it my way. Huh. I, what's that hissing noise? Does a snake loose in the studio? Could be the audience, you know. Oh, sure, Doris. Greg, this is our singer, Doris Day. Well, how do you do, Miss Day? Oh, how do you do, Mr. Peck? Oh, gee, this is such a thrill. You know, I've seen every one of your pictures, and you're just about my favorite actor. Oh, really? I'm a good actor, too. Next week, my Boy Scout troop is putting on a plane. The teacher said I could be the star. <laughs> Mr. Peck, Mr. Peck, you were so dynamic in the parodying case. It's a brilliant thing, Oh, thank you. My play is all about the little brownies in the pictures. <laughs> Gentlemen's agreement, you were really convincing me as the shirtless magazine writer. I play the part of a toadstool, and nobody can eat me because I'm poisonous. <laughs> Bob. Bob, what are you mumbling about? Nothing. It's just that suddenly all you can talk about is how good an actor Gregory Peck is. Oh, I think you're a good actor, too. It's just that you're both different types. Oh. Gregory has his personality, and you're stuck with yours. <laughs> personality. Listen, kid, all I know is that the last week, Arthur Murray promoted me from sitting on the bench to dancing with him. <laughs> huh. And, uh... <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> and not only that, but I can tell hello, you... Bob, Bob, can, can I read it now? Oh, hello, hi. Greg, this is Hi Everback, our announcer type man. Well, how do you do, Mr. Peck? Can I read it now, Bob? My, my phone, Gregory Peck. Well... Ode to Gregory Peck. I never miss an opportunity to see you on the screen. Your acting is always dynamic... And your hands are always clean. <laughs> Greg, you saw your last picture through a soap dish. <laughs> well, Bob, no matter how you look at it, Swan is the newer, better white floating soap. Better because Swan is made by a modern, patented process that no other soap can use. Its richer, harder-working suds rinse away so completely that dishes never need wiping. And Swan's richer suds keep your hands soft and smooth. That's true, Greg. My hands are so soft, if I want to wear a ring on my finger, I have to put a washer on first. <laughs> And one is so economical because you can break it in two. Use half in the kitchen and half in the bath. And wherever you use it, you'll find that Swan is the best soap afloat. Oh, thank you, Hi. You did a fine job for Swan. Take two Lieber Brothers out of petty cash. <laughs> Gee, Bob, you... Certainly have a lot of talented people on your show. That High Everback reads very well. Yes, he does. And Doris, you sing beautifully. Oh, it's so nice of you to say so. Oh, great. Uh... How about me? You'll be a big hit as a toadstool. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to be running along, Bob. It was nice seeing you again. It was very nice meeting you, Doris. Oh, the pleasure was all mine. And now that you're leaving, Mr. Peck, I, I guess I ought to confess something. Oh, what? Well, even though I like Jerry Cooper because he's the tall, silent type, and, and even though I'm fond of Clark Gable because he's got such a muscular beard, and I like Bogart because he's rough and tough. Yeah? And Mr. Peck, 
When I look at the picture every night on my dresser, I don't have to turn off the light switch. I just black out. I have so much more than Bob Hope. Why should I fight it? <laughs> Thank you, Linda. Here's our Berlin Boy Bond singer, Mr. Bill Farrell, doing the appropriate number, White Christmas for the Les Brown Attachment. Come on, Bill. myself to a Christmas tree, <laughs> but in all this fog, I guess I picked a pretty big one, didn't I? You sure did. You just chopped down the only telephone pole in Burbank. <laughs> well, I couldn't see very well. It's so foggy, and I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, get out of here, and don't let me catch you around this park again. Oh, I won't. I promise, officer. If I'm not telling the truth, may I never get an offer from some other network. I've looked at Christmas trees and three lots already, but the prices are too high. Here's a nice lot right here. Smiling Charlie, the used tree dealer. Pardon me, mister. Are you Smiling Charlie? Yeah, you want to make something out of it? Where'd you come from? The basement? Where were you? <laughs> no, I was just hunting for a Christmas tree, and I don't want to spend too much. I know, and I remember you from last year. That's right. I bought one of your California Christmas wreaths. Poor cranberry stuck on a ring of cactus. <laughs> Yeah, and two weeks later, you brought it back and wanted your money refunded because you said the cactus needles only played 12 records. <laughs> well, that's right. One of them broke down and ruined my favorite record, Margaret Truman singing Quanta Lagusta. 
with Harry tap dancing the second chorus. Look, nozzle snout. Now wait a minute. Why don't you go crazy and spend some money? Why don't you treat yourself to me Christmas be Luke special for thirty-two dollars? Well, what would I get for that? Oh, it's sensational. I not only deliver the tree, but when I get to your house, I throw a few sprigs of holly around the floor, fill me mop with popcorn, sing White Christmas, and snow on you for ten minutes. <laughs> Well, I'll go look someplace else. You're a little expensive. <laughs> Gee, there's a lot there with just one Christmas tree left on it. Poor little tree. Must feel like Fred Allen on Sunday night. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of nice things in this drugstore window. I'll just... Well, it's Miss Ryan. Say, I'm just out buying my Christmas tree. Did you get yours yet? Well, I haven't been feeling it so well, you know. And in my condition, I thought it would be silly to squander a lot of money on a Christmas tree. So I'm just renting one from day to day. <laughs> the Santa Claus that comes to her house is on a stretcher pulled by four interns. <laughs> what were you buying in the drugstore, Miss Ryan? Oh, they had quite a bargain on a new kind of nylon stockings. They're wonderful. But the clerk told me when I washed them, I'd have to dry them on something that's the shape of my leg. But he couldn't find anything exactly that shape. Well, what did you do? Well, he finally sent me to the golf department to see if they had a puddle. <laughs> well, you should have reported that clerk to the manager. I did. I told him that the clerk said my legs looked like a couple of golf clubs. And what did the manager do? He looked at my legs for a minute and sold me a golf bag. <laughs> Mr. Ho. What? buy that Christmas tree. Oh, the holiday season does cost a lot of money, but I did save quite a lot on my Christmas cards. Well, how's that? Well, my doctor just sent back my x-ray pictures, and my liver turned out to be shaped just like a reindeer. So I'm just going to paint some antlers on it and say Merry Christmas from deep down inside me. <laughs> Oh, maybe I don't have to buy a Christmas tree after all. I'll just blew some spinach on my hat rack. Oh, oh, oh. Merry Christmas, everybody. Well, it's my old friend Santa Claus. Happy Yuletide to you. What's happy about it? I got still blames on my teeth. My hands are so cold, I've been ringing the bell with my teeth. And this morning, they shut off my grandfather's Social Security. Well, why should you worry about your grandfather's Social Security? He's dead. I've been collecting this. <laughs> Things are horrible. Put some money in the pot, boy. 
Well, I'm sorry you have such a sad story to tell. Now, you ain't heard it all yet. You know what happened yesterday? My wife ran away with a neighbor next door. Oh, gee, that's terrible. How could that happen to you? Well, I don't know. Just lucky, I guess. Merry Christmas, everybody. I don't know if I ever told you or not, boy, but I come from awful poor folks. Real poor, huh? Yep. Fifteen of us kids, and we didn't have any clothes at all. No clothes? Well, how could you keep warm? Well, every year come September, my mother calls us all in and simonizes for the winter. <laughs> well, that's pretty bad. But my folks had real poverty. We didn't have anything to eat at all. Really, boy? <laughs> that's just a straight line, oh. you know. You don't have to... fellow actor. <laughs> yeah, all right, we'll go. Yeah, we had... <laughs> Give me that in there. We had real poverty at our house. Our kitchen was so bare, the mice used to come in, take a look around, and leave something for us in the trap. <laughs> Let me tell you something about the mice in our house, boy. We had hundreds of mice. We didn't have any cheese to catch him with. No kidding? The yeah, only thing we could catch him out with was to bait the trap with an I.O.U. <laughs> uh, put the money in the box, boy. <laughs> Just a second, Santa. Who does this money go to? Well, it goes to buy parachutes for baby kangaroos that fall out of their mother's pouches. <laughs> Look, do you realize that what you're doing is practically larceny? It is. Full way tonight. <laughs> Certainly it's larceny. You're taking all this money, you don't keep any books. So no one can tell how much you've taken in, and with no record, the government can't charge you any income tax. I know. Get yourself a pot, boy. <laughs> famous guest tonight, who always does all right, on screen or show or radio, to us he's dynamite, we thank, we thank you, you so much. much, ladies and gentlemen, we're saying Merry Christmas a few days early on account of tonight we're hopping a plane to Germany to spend Christmas with the men who manned the Berlin Airlift, Operation Vittles they call it, and what an operation, every four minutes the plane takes off, loaded with food and fuel and faith and man's humanity toward man. No matter the time, no matter the day, and no matter the weather, those planes keep flying. And believe me, Dunder and Blitzen and Prancer and Dancer wouldn't take off in some of that weather. Yes, sir, Christmas in Berlin, this year won't be as merry as Christmas in Manhattan. There won't even be Christmas trees in Berlin. They've been cut up for firewood. But there'll be plenty of signs of America's goodwill toward men. In fact, one every four minutes. So next week, you'll be hearing us from Berlin. With Irving Berlin, Jinx Falkenberg, Jane Harvey... Irene, Bill, and a few surprise guest stars. Till then, Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! From Hollywood, California, Swan Soap, another fine product of Beaver Brothers Company, has presented the Bob Hope Show with Doris Day, Bill Dyer, Irene Ryan, Lou Ryan, and the Gordon Gregory Peck, and yours truly, Hi Aberback. Sit.
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.